I think they definitely have the potential to make a big jump next season. I think last year they would have won a lot more in 22 games if the roster hadn't been decimated by injuries. I think that they should definitely be able to boost their win total at least into the mid-30s to the point where when you get into March and April, they're playing meaningful games with hopefully at least having a possibility of competing for one of those last playoff spots in the East. That is definitely a huge way to begin the tournament. And Coach Johnson and them were saying during the press conference a couple days before the tournament that, you know, they want to beat these teams, especially U of I, and being the 14th best team in the nation in Illinois State, kind of facing that adversity, being a major school in the Missouri Valley, showing the NCAA committee that they can compete with some of the top 25 teams in the nation. I think he's playing it smart. I think you will see... Some more signings as the the weeks, months go on. That's how I think about Rakan's uh, performance so far. Patience, patience, patience. And I think he knows what he's doing. And sooner or later, you'll see the fruits of his labor and think, wow, okay, he did know what he was doing. I think any kind of shared experience can help when you're a coach. And we've got a couple guys with experience in it. But in the end, uh, when that ball tips up, it's all about those guys on that court. You know, you got to get them ready. But they got to be able to handle the pressure. Um, they've got to be able to play through adversity. The Chiefs just, you know, they can score so quick, and that's why we saw we saw it against the Texans. They're you know down 24, they score. I think I think they scored five touchdowns in under two minutes and 30 seconds, or something crazy like that. And so, and that's what they did yesterday. You know, Mahomes just can extend plays and things that you just you can't draw you can't draw it on a clipboard. That just was the summary of what he is in the NFL. You know, just makes things happen. The NFL and Fox, and they wanted to see the Chiefs win that game, and they wanted to, they you know they wanted to see Kansas City, the new the new NFL, you could say, versus the Tennessee Titans, the old NFL. So it was a it was a clash of uh, two ages, and the Chiefs came out on top. And I think Mahomes is just like <laughs> he's unreal. Hey everybody, it's Marcus Grant from NFL Fantasy Live on the NFL Network. Hey everyone, it's Luke Stuckmeyer. This is Neil Doyle. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 The Score and ISU Redbird alum. Hey, this is Alex Dolaner. Hey Redbirds, it's Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. It's now time. Now time. It's now time for your fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. Here's your host, Will Farlow. Welcome into the 48th episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farrell here with you this afternoon on April 21st, 2020, welcoming listeners to the 48th episode of Will's 5th Quarter Special. I'm your host and creator for this special edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk, where we hope everyone is staying safe and healthy throughout the COVID-19 global pandemic, using social distancing, six feet apart, and spending time with your families and loved ones. And we hope you will enjoy some of our Will's 5th Quarter Special Sports Talk, as today we have a special edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk, where it's all things NFL Draft and covering the Chicago Bears as they get ready for the draft Thursday. We're going to help you guys get your mock drafts ready to go for Thursday night. And we're going to talk about why this draft is going to be a little bit different from drafts in years past. And we have someone new coming on the show today to join us for the 5th Quarter Sports Talk to talk all things Chicago Bears and where they might pick in this draft. All NFL teams get a chance to change their franchise for the future in the NFL draft, where any pick... From players round to seven, whatever player a team picks, you always say expect the unexpected, and that's the case with the NFL draft, where a team can pick a player with the hopes of it making a change for the future in an instant 
to their franchise. The Chicago Bears will hope to do just that this year as many other teams, along with the Chicago Bears and GM Ryan Pace, get ready for what should be the most unique NFL draft in draft history this starting Thursday night, day one of the draft. So just to kind of get into it a little bit about why this NFL draft is going to be different, it'll be the first time the draft is virtual. Due to safety reasons and wanting to keep people safe and healthy and uh, use of social distancing during the, the global pandemic of COVID-19, also known as the novel coronavirus, the NFL draft will be held virtually, meaning players will not be on site at the draft, no crowds will be at the draft, it's not going to be a setting like we saw last year over in Nashville or past settings, unlike past drafts. The draft is taking place at the headquarters of ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut, and they're going to be partnered with the NFL Network and all their analysts, fantasy analysts, main analysts, Jared Daniels, Jeremiah, a lot of those guys are going to be a part of it. And it's going to be a use of Zoom, FaceTimes, and it's going to put teams in definitely an interesting position. How that's going to really affect things in the draft and just how important it is going to be that we are lucky to have this advancement of technology. You know, Wi-Fi, all that type stuff. It's going to really come into play with this draft, guys, because looking at the Chicago Bears more, since that's our episode for today, the Chicago Bears have really good communication in their front office. You know, GM Ryan Pace came in as a scout, and he knows the basis of how to run a front office properly. He might not make the best pick sometimes. No GM does. But due to the Khalil Mack trade, they have two second-round picks. They do not have a pick in the third round, as that was part of a trade in the past year or so with the New England Patriots that brought the Bears' Anthony Miller. And we also do not have a fourth-round pick, as we brought in former Super Bowl champion with the Philadelphia Eagles two years ago, the quarterback that beat the Bears in the playoffs and that that a lot of Bears fans don't like to remember that Parky double doink game Nick Foles to help Mitchell Trubisky mentor him as a franchise quarterback type player still so we only have two fifth round picks after those two second rounders two sixth round picks one of those picks coming in the trade that sent Jordan Howard to Philadelphia last year in his contract year and two seventh round picks so it's going to be interesting to see what the Bears do in the draft guys you know with that many picks you never know what to expect I think that's the beauty of the draft you know we're, we're talking about a first actually with the NFL draft as a whole. The first time, you know, we've gone through a global pandemic this serious in history, that's COVID-19. You know, it's a very scary thing. You know, it's all about safety, social distancing. I think it's all about safety first. I think that's what the league's doing. That's really smart. It's all about just monitoring, you know, how things should be done. And okay, so it was on, if if fans haven't heard Captain Company, brief mentioning of David Kaplan, you gotta go check out the show. They were talking about it a little bit. He was interviewing Jeff Dickerson. And it was talking about what we're talking about right now, the virtual draft for the first time. And Adam Schefter and a lot of those guys, they were testing it out to make sure, you know, the equipment's working properly and the Wi-Fi. Because if it doesn't work, it's not going to look too good on the NFL. It's the draft. And Adam Schefter had a Wi-Fi issue where his kids were watching videos, listening to music, doing homework and a bunch of stuff. And it disconnected his Wi-Fi connection to everybody else. So everyone was chuckling on the radio about that. It's like making sure everything's tested. Luckily, we got a good for this show, but let's hope they, uh, I think it'll be interesting, you know, with the virtual draft. I think it's good that they at least found a way to still keep the draft as it stands. You know, it's important to the players that have worked hard, the teams, the scouts, but now we're going to get into the Chicago Bears, and later on, we're going to be making picks of our own, but at this point, there's team needs that obviously need to be addressed. And something that a lot of fans have talked about with this year's draft in the Bears, they don't have a first-round pick again for the second year of two following that Khalil Mack trade that sent them to Chicago. They have two second-round picks, fifth, two sixth, two seventh. Ryan Pace was actually – it's not a press conference today. It was a conference call just – 
COVID-19 stuff, you have to kind of adjust it to that. I'm going to share some things with that were talked about with Ryan Pace. Things, you know, this is like just, you know, questions he was asked about trends in the draft without a first rounder, what we are just talking about. The Bears are aware. He's very aggressive. His aggressiveness is obviously smart approach, you know, getting the player you want. They made some moves on free agency on both sides of the ball, but definitely want to go where you need it most. Protect your quarterback, your running backs. We're going to be Ryan Pace for a day. So today you get to be Ryan Pace for a day. How's that feel? You get to be the GM of an NFL team for a little bit here on this episode. I'm going to start with my round two pick at 43. I'm going to start with my pick at 43rd overall for the Chicago Bears. It is tight end Cole Kmet out of the University of Notre Dame. Now, a lot of fans have seen it in the mock drafts. The Bears targeting the hometown kid, Kmet. And aside from what we just talked about with the O-line, tight end is another big need the Bears have addressed. They've gotten veteran Jimmy Graham, former Green Bay Packer on a two-year deal, and they have Demetrius Harris is good depth. But when you have a young quarterback still at the age of 25, 26, Mr. Bisky, good veteran backup of Nick Foles, possibly getting another rookie in the draft, you want to have a good young tight end to develop with those wide receivers you have in that run game. And the thing I like about Komet, I'm really excited to see what he can do in the league. Really great size. Tight end 6'5". Usually tight ends average a good height of 6'3 to 6'6 on average through the league. And I really like Komet's play. You know, something they talked about that made him seem to fans and analysts as a fit for the Bears is his playing ability as a blocker and a receiver, which we know Ryan Pace likes that in a tight end. So my 43rd overall choice for the Bears be Cole Kmet. Now I'm going to go to my pick at 50, who actually I was inching at Jeremy Chin as a possibility, but I really kind of changed my mind this morning, just kind of looking over my options for this pick at 50. I'm going to go with somebody connected to our new offensive line coach, Castillo, and I'm going to take Cesar Ruiz, the in inner offensive lineman from the University of Michigan, and he's very well known for his good size and play. A lot of people rave about that, and something he has in common with the current Chicago Bear is he can play guard and center. We saw that with Cody Whitehair and James Daniels, that good flexibility. And if you're building, continuing to build the O-line, filling some of those holes we have, as you mentioned earlier on, you know, Kyle Long and such, what happened with his retirement, bring back the shot coward. Cesar Ruiz would be a really good fit for the Bears. He covered two spots of offense on the football, and you still have picks to cover that defensive side. So I really think Cesar Ruiz would be a good pick at 50. I think in this case, I would probably take, consider Cesar Ruiz if he is still on. We're going to head to round five, but remember, as I mentioned, and we're going to mention to the fans, trades also happen, and the Bears do not have picks in rounds three or four, but I actually have a round three pick surprise. Not the round four where a lot of Bears fans know that's where Ryan Pace has worked the magic of getting round one considerable talent, Eddie Jackson, Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, a lot of those guys. At round three, I have the Bears going early on. It's probably the deepest draft you can agree in the wide receiver position. I have them getting the speedster from the University of Baylor, Denzel Mims, the wide receiver. I think he's a really great player. And I think what we see might happen, he might slip to round three. He's being really projected in different mock drafts in round two, round three. You know, it's always interesting to see where a player is going to fall in these mocks, but then he goes even higher or lower than that in the real draft. So I think Denzel Mims, you already have Riley really from last year over round four. A lot of people don't remember him, but you are filling the hole of Taylor Gabriel. Anthony Miller is still a good young prospect, but he does have some issues he needs to fix. Ball drops, not being consistent, injury history. So I think you get a guy like Mims after already taking Komet, possibly, or mine of Cesar Ruiz, you're building a continued presence on offense, which Nagy would really enjoy to have using all those weapons. 
I'm going to go with my pick. It's kind of got a soft spot for me. I know you and I have talked about this numerous times throughout the draft process here. It is somebody I personally know from my alma mater at Illinois State University, the running back from Rockford, Illinois, James Robinson. And a lot of people don't know that name, and hopefully that'll change the league. We've seen some mid-major players, Carson Wentz, those type players getting picked and getting the chance higher up in the draft like every other player. But this is a player that I'm going to paint the picture for fans here. A lot of people see Matt Nagy's offense style similar to Kansas City the team that just won an NFL championship for the first time in 50 years. And James Robinson is that type of running back you could put with a David Montgomery. I think Tariq Cohen's great, but I could see him more as a special team platoon with Cordell Patterson. I don't really see him as the complete running back. He does have those intangibles to play multiple roles, but I think he's better off in that special teams role. And I think you bring in a guy like James Robinson who's good at the goal line. If you see that tape in his games for Illinois State all four years, he was really good at the goal line, getting those scores. He gets through the tackles. And something he talked about and was asked about after the East-West Shrine game by a lot of reporters was, can he catch the ball? And he said, doesn't matter if I can or can't, I can do anything. You know, he really talked about being open to a couple of kind of stuff. And Illinois State's offense, running backs did catch the ball and run the ball, just like the NFL-style offense. So I think he would be a really good pick to the Bears, bring a good hard work ethic, add another running back to that weapon list. Why not add another running back to Matt Nagy's bag of goods on the offense? The sixth round of the draft, the Bears will be at pick 196. So they do have two in six. Perhaps not two in five, but two in six. Something that we haven't touched on yet. I'm going to kind of fill this in as a little tangent with our draft picks here. Ryan Pace is most well-known, his best picks being in the mid-rounds. And my first pick, round six, pick 196, is going to be on the defensive line. We always talk about that. I'm going to pick McKelvin Aguim from Arkansas, the defensive tackle, a Razorback. And it's all about having a good backup for Eddie Goldman. And the Bears, a lot of people remember in free agency, lost Nick Williams. He got another deal with the team over, I believe it was Detroit. And they said he could be a really good player for the Bears. Aguim really was impressing scouts as we just talked about James Robinson, the Illinois State running back, at the East-West Shrine game. And I think the East-West Shrine game is a great way for mid-major schools, other players that are backups to some of these stars that we see in the first two rounds, getting a chance to show themselves as well. And I think that's really important with his draft, being open to any type of player, whatever round it is. And something that's really well known about him is he's good at, you know, getting off the snap and really getting uh, to the backfield quickly. And with Chicago Bears, you see their division got good running back against, you know, like Aaron Jones and Kerryon Johnson and Alvin Cook. That's going to be really important, though. So that's going to be my pick and uh, the first pick of two in the sixth round. Now we're going to go into a little rapid fire on our last three picks. My second of the sixth round. I haven't picked a cornerback yet. I'm going to pick another Baylor Bear. I'm going to go with Graylin Arnold for the Chicago Bears. Real good size, brings real good speed and style of play, and uh, adds to the players they've acquired as cornerbacks. Trey Roberson, Duke Shelley last year in the draft, as well with Kyle Fuller and those guys to help replace the hole left by Prince Amukamara. I'm actually going to go a position I didn't expect to pick, first pick of the seventh round, uh, the pick they acquired in that trade of Khalil Mack with Las Vegas Raiders. I am going to go with a long snapper from LSU, Blake Ferguson. A lot of people don't remember the Bears brought back Patrick Scales their long snapper, but he's on a one, two years deal. Doesn't have much team control. You need to improve that special team as much 
is you want to improve the offense and defense. A lot of teams usually get the undrafted players to be kickers or punters and such, but it's really important the Bears shore up that position as well. It doesn't matter what round. I talked about it in the opening episode here. You always want to expect and expect. I say that a lot, but it's true with any type of sport, any type of draft as well, like we're talking about here with the NFL draft. You always want to have a player on your draft board if that player's gone, you have another one ready. I'm going to finish the draft with Chicago Bears. I have not picked the quarterback yet. Yes, I do have a bright spot for Mitch Trubisky. Smart move by Ryan Pace uh, the last few years. Still has a good ceiling moving forward. A lot of people remember he only started 13 games for the Bears. So the sky's still the limit for this guy. A lot of fans have not really supported him as much last year, but I think he still has a really good chance to be the franchise QB for the Bears. But you could use that. And I looked at this name. It was somebody I kind of found out of nowhere a few nights ago. Uh, watching some tape over on YouTube, and it is Mason Fine, the quarterback out of North Texas University. 3,000-plus yards averaged every season, 25-plus touchdowns, and a completion percentage through three seasons of 62%, which, to this college, that's a very good average of completion. North Texas is not the most well-known school due to the Longhorns, Best Tech, but Whatever level of the collegiate football divisions and conferences, there's always a really good player that comes out. You always know it as the, the saying goes, as the diamond in the rough. And I think Mason Fine could be that for the Bears. He's very uh, skeptical to analysts for his arm and like his choosing, but he has obviously strong training. You know, could throw for the touchdowns. Might give the Bears a good backup behind Mitch and Foles. You know, Foles does only have uh, one year left if he opts out, and Mitch Trubisky could be a free agent. A lot of fans think that's a possibility, but we'll find out what happens. But I think this is a really good death move by Ryan Pace. And my draft doesn't matter who you pick as long as it fits your team the best way possible. I think it's really important you know to watch the draft you know it as a sports fan you know the NFL draft you never know what to expect and I know a lot of fans as well as I do watching the draft every year a lot of people say you know the better players uh, that'll do better in the league will come from the higher rounds but I think that's very underrated obviously with Tom Brady you know coming out of the later picks in a draft when he was drafted to the New England Patriots many many years ago and a lot of other players as well it's all about where a team feels they can find the best players. doesn't matter what team it is, whether you're the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, or the Chicago Bears. doesn't matter what team and what organization as a whole it is. It's all about a team finding a player that fits their coaching style the best, uh, fits the roster they have the best. That's what it comes down to, guys. You know, When I watch the draft every year, uh, it's the first time sharing this on the show, I always like to... You know, I always say expect the unexpected, but I sometimes like seeing the fourth round pick, mid round picks a little more than the first two rounds, because it really shows you how much homework a team's doing. You know, in their scouting department and uh, just their front office as a whole, working together properly to find the right players. Because you never know what players are going to fall to the mid rounds or the later rounds. That's what's most interesting about the NFL draft. And I think the Chicago Bears have a good amount of picks. I mean, two second round picks. Yes, you don't have a first-rounder, but Ryan Pace has done very well historically picking in round two for the Chicago Bears in uh, the past few years, getting players like Eddie Goldman and uh, center-slash-guard Cody Whitehair, who's been a good piece of the O-line for the team and will continue to be for a number of years. He's only 26, 27. Uh, So you're going to see a lot of good things come out of the draft for the Chicago Bears. It'll be interesting to see what positions they go for, but I think it'll be a really good draft for Chicago this year. And I think it'll be something football fans and Bears fans can appreciate. So now we're headed into the favorite ending of the show everyone loves and enjoys. It's Will's Sports Movie Moment, 
We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest co-hosts, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern-day sports. Listeners can now hop onto the podcast Facebook profile page, William D. Farlow, and our Twitter page and post their own sports movie moment favorite for a chance to have it read and used on future Will's fifth quarter specials. My choice is going to be a movie I've used every time the draft rolls around the corner and it's draft day that stars Kevin Costner, Dennis Leary and a lot of good casted actors and actresses. It's about the NFL draft obviously and it paints a picture of Sonny Weaver played by Kevin Costner who is the GM of the Cleveland Browns formerly of the San Francisco 49ers he's the GM of his dad's old team his dad just died not too long ago and he's feeling a lot of pressure you know he's picking at 7th overall, but he makes a trade with a GM, Tom Michaels, that wants to take advantage of him. And we're going to go into the scene that's the draft. So, I know I'm jumping a little ahead in the movie with my scene choice, but definitely check out the movie if you want to see it as a whole up to this scene. And the scene goes into the draft. They're in the draft over in New York and Radio City Music Hall, and Sonny Weaver just used that first overall pick he gave up all those picks for to Tom Michaels. To not take Bo Callahan like people wanted him to, he took Vontae Mack, the linebacker from Ohio State. A lot of people didn't expect that. And he went with the right player. And he's talking to a rookie GM that he's trying to make a deal with named Jeff Carson. And he's Jeff Carson is the GM of the San Francisco... So Jeff Carson is Sonny Weaver talks to in this scene. And he is the GM new GM of the Jacksonville Jaguars that are picking 6th overall. Denver Broncos picked 5th. And it's the scene where Sonny's talking to Jeff and he says, how are you feeling about you know the draft? You know What are you thinking about Bo Callahan? And he said, oh, are you excited about taking him? And he's like, Sonny, why didn't you take him? And Jeff's nervous. A lot of new GMs obviously feel that same way that Jeff Carson's probably characterized in the movie in this scene. And he says, I think Bo Callahan's a bust. Sonny tells him, honestly, I think Bo Callahan's a bust. And the thing I like that Sonny Weaver says throughout the movie when he picks a player, it's about character. And that's something I want to hit on right now in this scene to compare to the Chicago Bears GM, Ryan Pace. And they, I listened to it previously before doing this episode, and I've seen it many times with this general manager the Chicago Bears brought in, who I think is probably one of my favorite GMs throughout the history of the Chicago Bears and one of my favorite GMs in Chicago sports for this reason. He's really good at spotting talent. And he doesn't get a player just for how well he plays or what he does. He's really good at monitoring the off-field issues and that type of stuff. Like Sonny Weaver said, it's a character thing. You know, Ryan Pace believes it as good football intelligence, good personalities. And I think that's what is really important in this game, uh, you know, monitoring the draft and picking the right players. Like I said earlier in the episode and in the interview with Alex Henning, it's important to pick the right player for your team regardless of what round it is and where that player falls. You get that right player in each round and each pick you have that makes your team better. doesn't matter if it's Jalen Hurts in the first two rounds or Joe Burrow or the quarterback out of Hawaii, Cole McDonald, the seventh round. doesn't matter where you get what position player you need. As long as that right player fits your team the best way possible, that's all that matters at the end of the day. And I think that's why this scene in draft day compares really well to the Chicago Bears. You know, it characterizes two GMs and uh, what they're trying to do, which is their team is 
has a bit of a chip on their shoulder, and they want to get them to the best successful playability they can. And you know, if you want to, if you want to see the movie Draft Day, I definitely recommend it. The scene Sonny gets the deal, goes and makes deal with Tom Michaels. But that's another scene I'll mention on a future episode here. So if you haven't seen Draft Day, I definitely would go check it out. Watch it before the draft while you're in quarantine for COVID-19 or whatever you're up to. Go check it out. You can find it anywhere. On DVD, on you know Netflix, whatever you want to find it. Uh, go watch Draft Day. I think this scene compares really well to the Chicago Bears and how Ryan Pace is smartly picking players based on character. So go check out Draft Day. That's my sports movie moment favorite choice. That's all the time we have on the 48th episode of... That's all the time we have in episode 48 of Will's 5th Quarter Special. Tune in next time as we will be recapping the draft and how the players the Bears picked will impact the team in a positive or negative way moving forward. Reach out to us on Will's 5th Quarter Special's new Facebook profile page at William D. Farlow and on our new website at Will'sFifthQuarterSpecial.com for all live streams, Will's Sports Movie Moment choices and favorites we share on the show, the making of Will's Fifth Quarter Special, and episodes that are uploaded and more. So I also want to reach out and tell people, as I said earlier on the episode, COVID-19 is a serious global pandemic, and we hope all of you at Will's, from us at Will's Fifth Quarter Special are staying safe and at home, following the stay-at-home orders, and just being there with your families, protecting each other, and just being there for each other. That's really important at this time, and we will not stop bringing you good fifth quarter sports talk. COVID-19 does not stop us here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special. You, as a part of the Will's Fifth Quarter Special family, we are here for each and every one of you and wish you our prayers and good thoughts throughout this global pandemic of COVID-19. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your fifth quarter sports talk. I'm your host, Will Farrell, saying so long from Will's Fifth Quarter Special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's Fifth Quarter Specials on our new website at willsfifthquarterspecial.com. Join the Sports Convo and share your opinions on all things sports on Twitter at William D. Farlow and use the hashtag Will's Fifth Quarter Special. The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special.